Stevie Goodman was one of the finest and most compassionate human beings I ever knew. I've recorded his songs and worked with him in concert. He will always be remembered by those whose lives he touched. From Johnny Cash. Riding on the city of New Orleans Illinois Central Monday morning rail There are 15 cars and 15 restless riders Three conductors and 25 sacks of mail Hello and welcome to the Six String Hayride podcast. We're covering all of your classic country and rockabilly needs. We have your hillbilly Shakespeare's from Hank Williams all the way to John Prine. We've got the best guitar players anywhere. Chad Atkins, Cliff Gallup, Luther Perkins. We've got the perfect way for you to get all of your Saturday night deal with the devil, honky-talking nonsense, past the good Lord comes Sunday morning. Anything you need in the world of classic country and rockabilly, your hosts, Chris Wainscott and Jim O'Malley, have got you covered. Today on the Hayride, we're taking a look at one of the finest songwriters and storytellers in all types of music. And that man is Chicago's own Steve Goodman, the man who gives us the classic and, and really the setting the bar for a train song, train song. Steve Goodman is the man who in 1971 gives us the city of New Orleans. Singing good morning, America, how are you? Saying don't you know me, I'm your native son. Yes, I'm the train they call the city of New Orleans And I'll be gone 500 miles when day is done That song has become an important part of the classic American songbook right up there with anything from Paul Porter, Hank Williams, or Duke Ellington. City of New Orleans is in that realm of classic American songbook. To this day, around Chicago, Steve Goodman is a legend as far as being a songwriter, a storyteller, an all-around fine human being who left this world a little too soon. The only complaint that anybody dare make about him would come from the people that are not Chicago Cubs fans. And that's such picky nonsense that people really respect that part of Goodman's life, even if they are not Cubs or baseball people at all. But before I leave the lineup, boys, there's just one thing that I'd like to know. Do they still play the blues in Chicago when baseball season rolls around? When the snow melts away, do the Cubbies still play? In their ivy-covered burial ground When I was a boy, they were my pride and joy But now they only bring fatigue To the home of the brave, the land of the free And the doormat of the National League We'll get to that in a bit 
It's part of why the man is a Chicago legend. Born in Chicago in July of 1948, Steve Goodman graduates from Maine East High School with the class of 1965. One of his classmates is Hillary Rodham Clinton. Goodman gets his early musical experience by singing in his family's temple in the Albany Park neighborhood. It's on the northwest side of the city, roundabout Kimball and Lawrence, for those in the know. And if you come from a traditional Jewish family in Chicago, or if you just flat out want to know where the best falafels are in the city, this is a neighborhood that you want. This, again, that's Albany Park on the northwest side of Chicago. In 1969, Goodman has been kind of goofing around the city, playing at open mics. He's at Lake Forest College out in the north suburbs. He has met John Prine, and the two men are beginning a songwriting revolution around Chicago and eventually around the country. Brian becomes the bigger celebrity of the two in terms of his record releases and his public performances. A big part of the lack of public performances outside of the Midwest area for Steve Goodman is one of the other things that happens to him in 1969 is he's diagnosed with leukemia. And this is something that will be with him through his career. He does pass away in September of 1984 at the age of 36. Have the Cubbies run right out into the middle of the field. Have Keith Moreland drop a routine fly. Give everybody two bags of peanuts and a frosty malt and I'll be ready to die. Build a big fire on home plate out of your Louisville Slugger baseball bats and toss my coffin in. Let my ashes blow in a beautiful snow from the prevailing 30 mile an hour southwest wind. And when my last remains go flying over the left field wall, we'll bid the bleacher bums adieu. And I will come to my final resting place out on Waveland Avenue. The dying man's friends told him to cut it out. They said, stop it, that's an awful shame. He whispered, don't cry, we'll meet by and by, near the Heavenly Hall of Fame. He said, I've got season's tickets to watch the Angels now, so that's just what I'm going to do. He said, but you, the living, you're stuck here with the Cubs, so it's me that feels sorry for you. His big hit as a songwriter and as a performer in 1971, he writes City of New Orleans, the ultimate train song that does not involve a train wreck. And in 1972, Arlo Guthrie has a huge hit with this. It puts Steve Goodman on the map as an important songwriter. And more importantly, it takes care of him financially for life. And given his health situation, and you know he's got a wife and kids, being taken care of financially through the gift of your songwriting, that's a big, important step for him. Chris has spent some time listening to the song, getting into a little more detail, and this even goes as far as an incredible Willie Nelson cover 
and one of the most rare and unique John Cash stories that you will ever hear. Chris, tell us some more about this great train ride. Well, of course, I'll save the Cash story for you, Jim, since you're the resident expert on the Cash and Carter families. But to get to that point in the story, let's talk about the song itself. So Goodman writes this song on a trip to see his wife's grandmother. Uh, They're riding the Illinois Central Rail Line. Uh, Goodman's wife, Nancy, happens to fall asleep. And so Goodman just starts writing down what he's seeing. Uh, Essentially, he's just narrating the sights he's seeing pass through the window and pass through the cars of the train in a Rockwell-esque real-time fashion. And I want to touch on that real-time theme for just a second. Uh, Of course, there is another song that we featured pretty prominently on past episodes of The Hayride that also has this real-time disaster narration, which is 25 minutes to go. Uh, This is another song, like you said, not a disaster, but it has that same narrative style. He's not talking about things to come or things that have happened. He's talking about what he's seeing while he's seeing it. So he's essentially bringing the listener along for the ride. As for the song itself, I I really feel that the story is rather pedestrian. You know, he's talking about a, a train line that carries passengers and mail, but he does so in this extremely evocative lyrical fashion. Uh, For those of us who live in the Midwest or anyone who's spent a lot of time here, it's easy to mentally see the scene set uh, when he sings a verse such as, uh, the train pulls out of Kankakee, rolls along past houses, farms, and fields, passing trains that have no name, and freight yards full of old black men, and the graveyards of the rusted automobiles. You know, those are very Midwestern images. And so it's easy to visualize this in your mind as you're listening to interesting because I have kind of a split history with this song. When I first listened to it, of course, this would be when I was growing up in Texas, hearing Willie's version. I reconnected with the song in the early 2000s when Jim was sending me copies of Johnny Cash shows he had where Cash played this. And then I moved to Wisconsin 20 years ago in 2003. So the me that listens to that song now is a completely different me than the one who was originally listening. This is the me that can understand more of the thematic Midwestern ideas here. But I noticed that that doesn't actually make me like the song anymore. So I'm not trying to say that you need to be from the Midwest or you need to have lived here or spent a lot of time here uh, in order to enjoy and appreciate this song. Dealing card games with the old men in the club car, penny a point, ain't no one keeping score. Past the paper bag that holds the bottle, feel the wheels rumbling beneath the floor. So again, this is not a specific, you know, flatlands of Nebraska, rolling hills of wherever. This is just an American theme, and it's easy to picture this in your mind. In 1972, Arlo Guthrie releases the definitive version, version that most people think of when they hear this song. 
Now, this comes about due to Goodman running into Arlo at the Quiet Night Bar in Chicago. Goodman asks Arlo if he could play a song for him. Uh, Guthrie says he'd be okay with that as long as Goodman will buy him a beer. Tells him as long as this beer lasts, that's as long as I'm going to listen to you. Uh, Obviously, he liked the song enough that after he heard it, he tells Goodman that he wants to record it. Now, his version goes to number four, Easy Listening, and number 18, Billboard 100. And something that actually struck me as very interesting when I was researching for this episode, I didn't realize that this was Arlo Guthrie's only top 40 hit. In 1984, Willie Nelson releases a version that goes to number one. Now, this was in the middle of a nice run of collaboration number ones for Willie. Uh, the year prior to this, he and Merle had taken the Towns Van Zandt song, Poncho and Lefty, to number one. Then early in 1984, Willie and Julio Iglesias get uh, the song To All the Girls I've Loved Before to number one. Then in fall of this same year, after City of New Orleans, Willie and Ray Charles have a number one with seven Spanish angels. So this is a song where Willie manages to have a big hit for himself in the middle of a run of big collaborative hits. This was the you can do no wrong version of Willie that we get after the things we've talked about in the past in the podcast. So Willie kind of reconnects the nation with the song. It makes a bigger hit of it than Arlo's, although again, I'll I'll be the first to cede the point that Guthrie's is the definitive version. Uh, But the nice story here is that this leads to a posthumous Grammy for Best Country Song for Goodman in 1985. Goodman also wrote the victory song of his beloved Chicago Cubs baseball team, Go Cubs Go. Hey Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are gonna win today. Go Cubs Go! Go Cubs Go! The city of New Orleans is a train route that first started right after World War II approximately 1947 it pulls out of chicago the first major stop is about 70 miles south of chicago in kankakee the next major stop is about 150 miles south of chicago and that's the university of illinois at champaign urbana 
The halfway point of the ride is Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, now pass that paper back that holds a bottle And feel the wheels rumbling neath the floor And the sons of poor men porters And the sons of engineers Ride their daddy's magic carpet made of steel Once you leave Memphis, you will wind up in beautiful New Orleans, Louisiana. The whole ride is 20 hours, it's about 930 miles, and there are 17 stops. I have done this ride as far as Carbondale, Illinois. It's about 350 miles south of Chicago. That's where the University of Southern Illinois is. And really, I did it for two reasons. I was a college kid with a crappy Volkswagen, and I didn't want to drive that far. And I had to ride the city of New Orleans train at some point in my life. Going down to Carbondale to see someone seemed like a good way to do it. At some point, we should probably just take all the Hayride crew and go all the way down to New Orleans. So the song itself really takes on a life much bigger than a classic telling of a train ride that really follows the path of the Mississippi River. A little west of Chicago, all the way south down to New Orleans. We have Willie Nelson, who had a big hit with this. Johnny Cash and Steve Goodman wound up having a really strong friendship over the course of Goodman's life. And when June Carter wrote a book about these stories from her and Johnny traveling around, you know, doing their live shows, becoming friends with other musicians, they have a nice section in there on Steve Goodman. And the first time I saw Johnny Cash is in the fall of 1991 at a small bar called the Cubby Bear, oddly enough, right across the street from the Cubs' home, Wrigley Field. Put down 1060 West Addison. 1060 West Addison? Wrigley Field. I couldn't be this close to the ballpark without singing Steve Goodman's song, City of New Orleans. Steve Goodman, we really loved him. He was a very close friend. We did a lot of touring together right after the last days of his touring. He, we went out together on the road. And June wrote a book called From the Heart, where she's got a chapter in there about a very personal thing about Steve Goodman. I think they're selling them tonight. I'm not pitching books, but I'm talking about my buddy Steve Goodman and our buddy. And what a great man he was, what a great talent he was. We're all blessed that he left us such a great legacy of song. Riding on the city of New Orleans. Waiting on his Monday morning rain. Fifteen cars and fifteen restless riders. Reconducted twenty-four sacks of men. Southbound Odyssey, a train pulls out of Kankakee, 
kind of stops and you can sort of see him gather his thoughts and he looks out at the crowd and he says there's no way that I could be this close to the ballpark and not play a Steve Goodman song of course he plays City of New Orleans of course the crowd goes nuts this is one of the most unique and rare music clips that the Hayride will be able to offer to you our music loving audience this is a single source recording of that John Cash concert it doesn't circulate much we are lucky enough to be able to share that with you The song also continues to take on a life larger and larger than the American Midwest because it winds up being done in Europe as a Dutch language version and as a German language version. So again, this idea of Steve Goodman as a legendary storyteller, he really taps into something so unique. And and Chris, you hit on this, I think, absolutely right. It's not just a train in the American Midwest or in the Mississippi Valley of the South as you go through Mississippi and Louisiana. If you've been on a long train ride anywhere, a long bus ride, Hell, if you're old enough that your parents had one of them big old station wagons in the 70s and you were on a long ride, what's going on in the back seat is a real universal phenomenon. You were playing cards or 20 questions or some kind of game. If it's older people, they're being cool and friendly about it. If it's kids, somebody's inventing rules to the game that the other kids never heard of. The dad is threatening to pull over and launch everybody into space. But again, Goodman taps into something so universal. What are the things we see in a larger size vehicle on a long ride? We see somebody nodding off, taking a nap. We see people playing cards. We see a real individual view of the countryside as it passes by 
from the point of view of the rider looking out the window, we also see that same point of view from the other happenings inside the vehicle. If it's on a large train, Goodman covers that in such beautiful detail, you'd swear you were looking at a black and white photograph. The words he uses just hit that perfectly. It's extraordinary. We can't say enough about it, which is why the song is a subject of a standalone episode. Goodman, as a writer, uh, continues to have success. Nationally, in 1974, he writes a big hit for David Allen Coe. He never even called me by my name. Well, a friend of mine named Steve Goodman wrote that song. He told me it was the perfect country and western song. I wrote him back a letter and I told him it was not the perfect country and western song because he hadn't said anything at all about mama or trains or trucks or present or getting drunk. Well, he sat down and wrote another verse to the song and he sent it to me and after reading it, I realized that my friend had written the perfect country and western song and I felt obliged to include it on this album the last verse goes like this here well I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison and I went to pick her up in the rain but before She got run over by a damned old train. Called, you never even call me by my name. You're the one who always tried to change me. That is why I'll always stay the same. co-wrote this with Goodman, but when it came to the publishing, took his name off. To make up for that, Steve Goodman buys John Prine an old-time Wurlitzer jukebox and has it installed in Prine's home. I'd say that's a pretty good trade-off. I think Chris would agree because he is the guy constantly talking about his love of the short, sweet, excellent single. And if you have an old Wurlitzer, that's what you're listening to. The other big part of Steve Goodman's local legend in, in Chicago, and I hope that if you're listening to this and you have never been to Chicago, I I hope this gives you a, a sense of what we value and the kind of cultural treasure that we offer to people. It's not just the pizza, the hot dogs, and muddy waters. We're sort of planting the seeds here to portray the real deep history going back to the 1930s of Chicago as a country music town. Aside from the David Allen Coe hit, Goodman 
writes Go Cubs Go, which Chris accurately describes as the Cubs victory song. But towards the end of his life, he also writes the dying Cub fan's last request. By the shores of old Lake Michigan, where the hawk wind blows so cold, an old Cub fan lay dying in his midnight hour the toll. Round his bed his friends had all gathered. They knew his time was short. And on his head they put this bright blue cap from his all-time favorite sport. And the song is really touching and sad because we all know what's happening to Goodman in real life. But the way he describes sitting in Wrigley Field, the way he describes, for him it's the Cubs, but if any of you are passionate about your specific sports ball team, I don't care if it's football or American football, rugby, hockey, basketball, whatever, it's a passion that we can all appreciate. You have the scarf, you have your jersey, you have your favorite players, and Goodman tapped into that, and yeah, again, it's his specific environment, but the sentiment, the feeling, the idea of I may go to my grave and never see my team win another championship, that is just as universal as the experience of being on a long journey and looking out the window late at night. The Cubs made me a criminal, sent me down a wayward path. They stole my youth from me, that's the truth. I'd forsake my teachers to go sit in the bleachers in flagrant truancy. And then one thing led to another. And soon I discovered alcohol, gambling, dope, football, hockey, lacrosse, tennis. But what do you expect when you raise up a young boy's hopes and then just crush him? Like so many paper beer cups, year after year after year. Icing on the cake, as far as the local legend goes here in Chicago, is, of course, the song The Lincoln Park Pirates. Lincoln Park Towing Company is, unfortunately, still in existence. They still have signs up in parking lots all over the north side of Chicago. They're not messing around. If you're out of your car for five minutes and you're illegally parked... They will find you and they will charge you several hundred dollars and humiliate you to get your car back. In Chicago, where I live, there's a there's an outfit that'd tow almost anything off the street, but they deal mostly with automobiles, and we call them the Lincoln Park Pirates. The street lamps are on in Chicago tonight, and lovers are gazing at stars. The stores are all closing and daily is dozing And the fat man's counting the cars And there's more cars and places to put them, he said But I got room for them all So round them up, boys, cause I want some more toys Hit the lot by the grocery store To me, way, hey, toll away The Lincoln Park Pirates are we from Wilmette to Gary, there's none that's so hairy, and we always collect our fee. The guy that originally owned the company was incredibly corrupt, got away with 
tons of garbage that was the subject of many Chicago newspaper articles. And Goodman figured the best way to address this was just to write an incredible song about it. The Lincoln Park Pirates. They will tow your car from O'Hare to Midway to the Lincoln Park Lagoon. So like many of the episodes you've heard on the Hayride, some listeners will be extremely familiar with Steve Goodman. Other listeners may not know of the man, but may know of some of the songs. And to some of you, this may all be brand new. Either way, it's never a bad idea to reacquaint yourself with the things that you love or the things that you've newly discovered. So please go listen to some Steve Goodman. Go listen to other versions of his songs. You're never going to have a bad time doing that. Well, folks, it's that time again to raise a glass to whatever it is you want to salute in your corner of the world. And it's not quite a train ride, but very appropriate. From the John Wayne Cocktail Guide, this is a rum drink called the Jet Pilot. When we get to this part of an episode, Chris will often follow up with asking folks to send in ideas for a drinking game, uh, to stay in touch with us through Yahoo email or Facebook, or to sponsor us on the Patreon page. The drinking game, might as well have a go at that right about now. This is an episode that we're not recording in Chicago. We are in beautiful Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. And I am staring at Chris's home bar of many, many fine examples of scotch. And of course, it's Wisconsin, so the local beers tend to be excellent. It's kind of hit and miss with the sports team thing. Uh, going back to the Steve Goodman discussion with his Chicago Cubs. But as long as I am staring at this quality variety of scotch, when Chris says, as a matter of fact, I'm having a drink. Down the hatch. When Chris says, as we discussed earlier in the episode, I'm having a drink. Down the hatch. When Chris says, here's Jim, our resident cash carter expert, I'm having two drinks. Fill your hand, you son of a bitch! Today's drink, The Jet Pilot, comes to us from Howard Hughes' 1957 Cold War film of the same name. Now, this is a lesser-known John Wayne film, and in fact, if I'm being perfectly honest, it's one I haven't seen. So this movie is actually shot in cooperation with the U.S. Air Force. And the reason that that's kind of cool is that the person flying the plane in most of the flight scenes is General Chuck Yeager of the U.S. Air Force. So pour one out for Chuck as well. For this one, you will need to note that Falernum is a cinnamon syrup widely available in liquor stores and online. You will need one and a half ounces of dark rum, one ounce of light rum, one ounce of Cointreau, a half ounce of grapefruit juice, a half ounce of fresh lime juice, a half ounce of falernum, one dash of Angostura bitters, six drops of Pernod, and a half cup of ice. You will combine the ingredients in a blender with ice, 
and serve in a hurricane or a pint glass. As always, we'd like to remind you to email us at sixstringhayride at yahoo.com. Six is spelled out. You can also search us uh, on Facebook as Six String Hayride. Or what we'd really appreciate you doing is finding us on Patreon under Six String Hayride as well. Well, folks, thanks again for joining your hosts, Chris Wainscott and Jim O'Malley on the Six String Hayride Classic Country Podcast. We are here for all of your classic country, rockabilly, early rock and roll, little gospel, little blues, a lot of excellent country music-themed recipes. And basically, we are here to keep your musical circle rockin', boppin', and very much unbroken. So thank you for sticking with us. We will see you down the road real soon. And again, whether it's in your home, in your community, wherever it is you do your thing, Keep your circle unbroken. Stay well, stay safe, and we'll see you real soon. Oh, can the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by? There's a bitter home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. One of these days, and it won't be long, I'll rejoin them in a song. I'm gonna join the family circle at the throne No, the circle won't be broken By and by, Lord, by and by Remember, the Force will be with you, always. <laughs>